Welcome to the RuPaul Drag Race Recap Show for Season 9, Episode 7, titled 9021-HO. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by my very own Brandon and Brenda. From the podcast, Pod is my co-pilot. Please say Chicka Cherry Cola to Taylor Maitland Harris. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who Maitland Harris. Who is that? Oh, that's so sad, Taylor. That's so sad. Read the script further down. Okay. Well, I've got it like kind of blocked off. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now that makes sense, especially the Brandon and Brenda thing. That makes okay because I saw it said Tale of the Latte Boy in the script, and I was sad that it uh, wasn't going to be. uh, Never mind. Shut up now. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah, it was super, super embarrassing. Um, Taylor and I have been talking a lot lately, but now, Taylor, I feel like you're overcompensating for this, uh, where I say you're mean and whatnot. No, because I know I was genuinely hostile to you about two hours ago on the phone. Oh, you were? See, okay, on the times that I recognize that I'm being mean, you, you're an ass. I, I know, because you got real quiet at one point and then just started going into whatever your agenda was on the, on the phone. What are you talking about? When... You call I know me. what you're talking about when I was eating pistachios. Yes. Well, no. When you called me on the phone and then uh, you were like, you, you, were, you kept singing finally at me. And then eventually I went, Joe, what do you want? And then pause, pause, pause. I'm going to tell, tell you guys something. So I was thinking about today's episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on for a second. Hold, please. I want the sound effect with this. Hold on. Oh, and he's gone. Finally. Everybody, Taylor. I can't. he goes hello, and then this is what it sounds like. <laughs> okay, but for hello, anybody, Joe. hello. Okay, I was getting out of my car. I had my phone up to my ear with one hand, and I had a Starbucks coffee in the other. And I had gotten a pastry, and I had the pastry <laughs> bag up by my pinky that was holding by the phone. You know what? You're lucky I answered the phone. How about that? I know. Oh, no. I don't deny that. I don't deny that I'm lucky that you answered the phone. Yeah, it's rare that you answered the phone. <laughs> I answered the phone. We had a lovely FaceTime conversation for like an hour on Friday. Yeah, but you know what it felt like? Like when you win a contest, have a conversation with like um, uh, the guy that's saying um, Rick Springfield or something like that. And he has to like, he's obligated to talk to you for like 20 minutes. That's, that's what it felt not- like. That is. Okay. Two things. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a lovely conversation, and I enjoyed talking with you. It Number two, now you know what it's like for all those people that you listen to Catching Up with Catching Up, where you would rattle the bag into the microphone. Now you know what it's like. Thank you. But I was—I rattled the bag again. What are you talking about? But that was always the part of your—that was always the part of the show that I would oh, fast oh, forward oh, through oh, on oh, Catching yeah, Up because yeah, yeah. I hated when, when you would rattle the bag. But Taylor, that was literally a hundred episodes ago or more. One hundred fifty episodes ago. I no know. one, no one's alive who heard that. Uh, except for somebody you're doing a podcast. Introduce, I think, I, introduce our co-host, please. <laughs> and from Los Angeles, right over the hill from me, actually, please say, you're perfect, you're beautiful, you look like Linda Evangelista, you're a model, everything about you is perfect. Did you stone those tights? Oh, you're smiling. They eat her up every single time she's on that damn stage. She could walk out... They're in a, in a fucking diaper, and they're like, Valentina, your smile is beautiful. To Claudia Maitland-Harris. That is the greatest intro I'll ever get for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, my God. That, you had me at Linda Evangelista. Oh, I know. Um, right. 
Oh my god, that was amazing, Aja. <laughs> this, this is actually super, super groundbreaking for our show because despite oh, yeah. the fact that over half of our audience is women, is made up of women, um, you're the first cisgender straight woman we've ever had on this show. Is this true, Taylor, or no? I believe it is. Thank you. I am so kind of honored by that because I love this show, but I never have a lot of friends to talk to about it. And I keep saying, like, it's not only glamorous and amazing, it's, like, uplifting and there's life lessons, but it's bitchy and catty and Mm -hmm. fierce. And so the fact that Joe said, do you want to talk about it? I was like, yeah. (laughs) I love that she's kind of honored. Not honored, but kind of honored. Well, that, look, Taylor, honestly, with our show, that's the most we can hope for. <laughs> oh, no, I agree. I agree 100%. I feel <laughs> no, obligated to be honored, honored so yeah. thank you for having me mm-hmm. on the show. Fully honored. I fully guess honored. it's an honor. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's something I've been thinking about a lot, and you're the perfect person, is because we do. We get most of our fans are women. In fact, we did this Patreon pledge. Don't worry, everybody. We're not doing, we're not doing a Patreon pledge. But when I we am. looked at... All the people who donated, I haven't done the official count, but I would say the vast majority of support comes from women. I don't know if they're straight or gay, but it comes from women, and that was moving, to say the least. I would be curious if we had lesbian, if, if lesbians were Drag Race fans, if we had a lesbian Drag Race fan, and what they would think about with the, the you know, the female archetypes versus, you know, what, that would be, that would be an interesting email if we had any lesbian listeners claudia i would i've got to say i'm not sure because i don't want to sort of just like assign like a stereotype of what you think about but for me what i would think female listeners it's there's there's the runway there's the show it's the fashion it's like when they were doing like i was listening to you guys last week and i was so wanted to talk about the madonna because i was so mad at so many missed opportunities of mm-hmm. like fabulous madonna you know Incarnations and what they didn't do, and I loved Valentina and all these others. But um, I think the fashion of drag would, for me, would get a lot of women. That alone, yeah. and just like I've told Joe this, I I think a lot gets assigned to the Kardashians of like these famous things, like they're all the makeup and the hair and the contouring and the waist trainers. And I'm like, that's drag. Yeah, they are merely doing what drag's been doing. You know, like contouring. Like ask a drag queen, that's all they do, and so. I am, I wouldn't be surprised that there are a lot more women that, that like a lot of elements of this show, for sure. And then the bitchy cattiness. Hi. Yeah. Hello. That's us. I would love to see more cisgender queens. You know, what I mean is, like, for instance, Elvira is essentially a drag queen. Yeah. You, yeah. You know? And I, because all, all, all drag d- does is, is take femininity and yeah. push it to the very limits, yeah. an extreme version of femininity. And um, that, that's super fascinating, super interesting. While remaining respectful, too. But yeah, but it's all the divas, if you think about it. It's Cher, you know, and, and Bette Midler or Brittany or, you know, Judy Garland. It's these women that were bigger and bolder and love fabulous, all of that, you know, ness. I so. like her. She's smart. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, Rodan's been on. That's <laughs> oh, then you met me. I was like, well, why did I just get insulted? I was like, ah, you like me. By the no, way, you, you edit the show. I'm not insulting you on the show. I don't know. Cut to, cut to there's no more. T- I make Taylor like a really high pitched voice. <laughs> He's like, hey, as compared everybody. to this? Well, th- th- look, I'm be honest with you. I actually think that's why we have a lot of female listeners. I don't think we are. I feel there are some shows that I've listened to that 
not through any words or what they say, but they may get known as a show for gay men, where I feel like our show seems more open to everybody and more welcoming. You yeah, know? it's just about, it's about the show. And making fun of Taylor. <laughs> oh, Taylor. And bottoming. <laughs> I don't know where I fall on that right now. I go back and forth, and I know that would make me verse, but... Some t- it depends on the guy. What's your take, Taylor? Have you ever topped Taylor in your life? <laughs> I was kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have I just topped. Went, yes, Whoa. I have topped. Well, you, do you feel in comfortable? In a while, but yeah. Uh, do, you feel, do you feel comfortable saying whether you've topped with your husband or not? I have. In the past, since being married? In the past couple weeks hour maybe <laughs> oh my god wow Woo. who knew you were taylor the versatile boy <sighs> this week the girls travel back to the 90s for a 90210 tribute and trot out their acting skills in front of jenny garth and tori spelling aja throws a tantrum in the workroom while nina got messy during rehearsal People flub their lines, which never happens in Hollywood, while the girls shared their own personal histories with disease. <laughs> Trinity Taylor was named the week winner of this week's challenge, while Nina Bonita Brown and Aja were placed in the bottom two. After well, a not in Taylor's world. <laughs> in the versatile two for Taylor. After a lip sync so close, Pheromone disappeared. <laughs> what? I'll explain okay, that after you finish. We'll get to it later. RuPaul saved Nina Bonita Brown and sent Aja back to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, any initial thoughts on the episode? Uh, I, it's not that I've loved Aja, but that was you were seeing such growth and, and her realization and Aja's makeup was finally really great. Yeah. And her outfit and her runway was awesome. And her lip sync was better. I don't even understand. How, when she said Aja, I was like waiting for like, I was waiting for they both stay. Mm-hmm. Because, or they, or they both go home. I don't know. I just, I couldn't believe they saved Nina. I never disagree with Rue on the end. And I was like, what? I was mad. Yeah. Okay, that, oh. that, was, that was definitely a surprise. Because unfortunately, it had been spoiled by somebody on Facebook for me as to who went home. So I was expecting her to be like mezzy compared to Nina. And the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking that they're both doing really well. Like it, it, it could have gone either way. So, I didn't think it was either way. I thought Aja had that lip sync. I think, I think the, and we'll get into this later, I think with the looks particularly, but I think because of the look that Nina had, where she kind of had that, and the, and the shape of her face to where she really kind of accentuated that feline look, I think that's what kept your attention there. Had she not had that makeup on, I think it probably would have totally gone Aja's way. But is that because, because the minute they said they were doing Finally, I like got so excited as like a Priscilla Queen of the Desert, like love affair with that movie. I was like, oh, you girls bet to bring it. And so was, do you think because you had that feline look like in the movie, they have that very reptilian, you know, when they're like, finally, finally, finally. And I went the opposite because I thought because Aja had the big hair like they have in that movie and the crazy, like Uh, the leather corset and everything. I thought that that would have helped her. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely the shock. There's usually at least one shocker per season as far as an elimination. Yes. And I think this was it. 
at least oh, as really? far as we as, at least as far as we know. Why do you disagree with that? I know. I know there's a huge shot coming. Okay. Well, I oh, I know nothing. Not, I like. I'm, I like not, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. I'm like what? But I, here was my thought: is that I feel like that they really, when they see a queen having problems and progressing, which obviously Nina Benin Brown has done, but Aja, they've totally been writing and has had problems, and we've seen it in Untucked, and we've seen it, you know, in the workroom, but she finally had, like, because her makeup has been a clown, and it's been driving me bananas, and her fashion's been weak, and she finally was fierce, like, that was an amazing runway, I thought, Mm -hmm. she was in the top runway, she sucked in the 90210, but uh, she was having that progression, and they've given Nina like twenty chances, and they didn't give Aja one. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I want to. I want to step in before we blow our load on. on before we even sorry. Start. No, no, sorry. I, had sorry. Some, I was like, because usually it, it's actually my fault. Because what it usually says is name two things you liked and one thing you didn't about the episode. I'll give you guys tam- time to think about that. But let me jump in and explain what I wrote over here, which it says after lip sync so close, pheromone disappeared. There's a really funny moment. Um, there's a theory as to what happened, but like. Right after the lip sync, you remember you see Aja walk back and put her dress back on? Yeah. And then Ruru renders a decision. During that shot where, so before the lip sync ends, you see Pheromone behind Aja. Then she walks over to get pick up her dress, and Pheromone is gone. And then when she comes back to stand there, Pheromone's returned. Oh, I'll so, have to watch that. Yeah, yeah. It's super, super weird. Mm. So. In previous interviews, a couple of drag queens have said about t- in talking about how long you stand there. There was a mo- <laughs> there was a moment, and this may be it, where Fe- Pheromone asked to go to the bathroom, and they wouldn't let her, and she peed herself <laughs> standing back there. So, okay. I think even Ferris talked about this. So this could be the episode where that happened. So she had to <laughs> essentially. That was a very beautiful bedazzled dress. I would hate that she peed on that. <laughs> well, when you got to go. <laughs> You gotta go. So do we have... So, Claudia, do you have two things you liked and one thing you didn't about the episode? Uh, two things I liked. I, I liked this challenge. It felt very in the vein of when they do, like, an acting challenge. And I liked that it was 90210 mm-hmm. and that they had Tori and Jenny Garth, even though they were so awkward giving direction. Yeah. Like, they're so cheesy. They, they were cheesetastic. But, so I liked the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um... I didn't like the theme of the runway, just big hair. I yeah. thought that was lame. Like, they just have usually can be so more inventive, I thought. Mm-hmm. Even though I thought there were some really great looks, I just thought some of them just, like, put a big wig on. Like, I didn't like I didn't like Trinity's look well, at all. We'll get to that. Taylor, what about you? I, I love her. She has my exact same answers. <laughs> I love the acting, and I did not like the hair. I, the, the hair, I did not like the challenge, and I think that exactly, I think some of them were pretty weak as far as what their concept of big hair is. It wait. literally was just big hair. Wait, well, yeah. we'll, we'll get to the, You know what I like about this, though? Is during the looks part, I'll probably just leave. <laughs> oh, my and, God, I could talk about I, the yeah, looks. Yeah, I go make lunch. That's gonna be where Joe like goes like, hey, bye guys. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go watch a, a, a you know a Lawrence of Arabia. I just will have you. I'll have you come over and watch my baby. Yeah, like, yeah. You just go yeah. babysit. And by the time like, I drive over there, watch the baby, drive back, we'll still be talking about RuPaul's look. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, still yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and you're like, we're barely on the second queen. I'm like, what? You're barely you're on right Sasha Valor. 
People right now are panicking, looking at seeing how long this episode is going. Oh, crap, they're not going to do a three-hour episode, are they? (laughs) Well, you know what's so funny? Because before, we had nothing to do with you, Claudia. Just by the nature of the episode, when I wrote the script, it was just a very short script. There's only five clips. And I was like, I don't think it's going to be a very long episode. And no. No. We could do a deep dive on the wigs, a deep dive on the makeup, and then get to their outfits. Like That's how much not, I, I can talk about I, You it. think I'm joking that I'm going to go walk and do other things? I'm not. <laughs> All right. After Cynthia's elimination, the girls walk back in the workroom to de-drag. Peppermint washes off the lipstick mirror message, while Trinity Taylor proudly proclaims a cuckoo coo. Now, that's everyone. This is so, I was so proud of myself on this. <laughs> it's cuckoo, but it's coo, C-O-U-P. So, cuckoo. Anyway, Nina Bonina Brown goes back to self-pity, where she belongs, while Trinity Taylor inflicts pain on Valentina. Meanwhile, Alexis Michelle put the me in Michelle. Ross said that I am rising up. It felt really good to get some really strong critiques. Thank you, Ross. I will take that to heart. Alexis Michelle finally won a challenge. Girl, watch out, because she is going to make it me, 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 me. She's going to make it the Alexis show. The next day in the workroom, the, um, the the RuPaul enters and announces this week's Maxi Challenge. Get ready to rewind to 1993. When I was born. You were born in 93? Yeah. I'm going to fucking fuck you up. <laughs> For this week's Maxi Challenge, you'll be acting in a classic high school drama that we're calling 9021 Ho. Later today, you'll head over to the set to meet your co-directors from the original Beverly Hills 90210, the legendary Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. My mind is below. Okay, they've had gigantic stars like Lady Gaga and, of course, when they were that excited about Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> right. Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling, his mind is blown on that? Well, I love that it's like Jenny Garth and there were little gasps and then Tori Spelling and the room exploded in glitter. I mean, that was that was the funny moment. People were like, was Jenny Garth on 90210? Yeah. Was, yeah, that brief moment. Isn't, isn't she on Wayne's World? Anyway, uh, Taylor, what were your... So this is where I want to talk about the actual... This is where I want to talk about the challenge. Um, yeah. I want to actually talk about the entire challenge right here. Uh, everything that you liked about it, everything, the challenge itself, the finished product, and then we'll talk about specific people in the challenge. But what what were your thoughts, Taylor, on the challenge, how it came out, the quality, the funniness? Was it good? What were your thoughts, Taylor? I thought it was one of the better acting challenges they've ever had on the series. Um, I think that there were some people, they, they didn't seem so focused on the ones that couldn't get their lines with the exception of maybe Nina and Aja, you know, I, I keep thinking back to like the Shakespeare or the Shakespeare one that was on season seven and thinking about a couple of other ones that were not really good. But this one, I thought a couple of people really were really, really good at it. Um, and I thought a lot of the jokes were funny and I, I was overall, I thought it was, I was pleased by the, pleased by the challenge. Claudia. Yeah. I, Taylor, I completely agree with you. Like, when they did it, but they had me at the opening sequence. Like, when we saw the rehearsals of them doing it, and you I, you could tell that, you know, Bonina was having problems. Partly, hers was cracking me up because it was just sort of not understanding the sentence. You know what I mean? Oh, because yeah. Jenny Garth was like, I can't understand what she's saying. And I was like, it's because she's 
doesn't understand what she is saying. Yeah. You know, she's like, where are the boys at this school? You know, it was like the breaking up of the sentence, but I, uh, I enjoyed the sequ- the opening sequence when they show that at the end. I loved that. That, like, ridiculous, like... Oh, ah, with the white I, screen with them all going... Yeah. da 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 yeah, as a 90210 fan from the day, yeah, I liked it. The I, only thing is that I didn't realize who was... Um, some of the characters, I forgot who they were. Like, I, I think I was confused who was playing uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen and who oh, was playing Aja Brenda. was playing Tiffany Amber yeah. Thiessen. No, she was Brenda. No. No. No, Pe- wait, Peppermint who was, was Brenda? Brenda. No, Peppermint was no, Tiffany. No, Peppermint was a girl Brand, version of Brandon. Version of Brandon. Brandon, mm-hmm. you're right. You're and right. Nina was, 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 Nina was Brenda. Brenda. Yeah. That's okay. That's right. That's right. And they both the bitchiest roles. How are queens made them the worst? I was not a big nine hundred two one zero fan when I was when I was in school and and of that age. I was a huge Melrose Place fan when Melrose Place started that. But I had totally forgot that Tiffany Amber Thiessen was on nine hundred two one zero. So. Oh, that's who I thought because there were two. So and then they made that joke like you were only a four season repl- or something. So I was yeah. like, oh, she's she's a. Uh, Valerie. Well, the, the the character's name is also like um, Brittany. It, it's a play on Tiffany Amber Thiessen. It's right. like it's it's close to Amber Thiessen at the end too, like Bamber Gleason. Or it's it took me a while to figure out who she was, and then I was I had to watch yeah. it like three or four times because not all the names were based on the people's real names. They were based on the characters' names. Yeah, so that was based on Tiffany Amber Thiessen's real name, not yeah. her character Valerie. Yeah. So right? Am I remembering that name right? Yeah. So. Um, but I did really enjoy the challenge. That one was a fun one for me. What about you, Joe? You know, at, when I did a Gold Bar episode. That's what we do our live. For anyone who's not listening, you should go live after the show. And, and, I, and I did a live uh, in my first thoughts after the show on Friday. But uh, I didn't like it when I first saw it. But then I've watched it literally four or five times since. And I actually really do like it. I do agree. It's probably one of the, I can't think of a better acting challenge an acting challenge that I like more than that. Would you consider the John Waters one an acting challenge? Uh, kind of, but I mean, I think it was more focused on the songs. Yeah, for that you're right. You're right. Was the, you were just, and you were just kind of. Th- those scripts are already sort of known in that they're based in something that you know people. What about have the memorized. Empire Challenge? Empire Challenge. Uh, the Empire Challenge was sort of an example of one of those where certain people really rose to i mean you know you thirsty bitch that that's mm-hmm. the only thing that i necessarily remember about that challenge whereas this one there are certain scenes that i already remember from that will that will stay with me and another thing that i really feel like i kind of beat my words on is i remember saying that we thought the first person to go home was going to be trinity taylor mm-hmm. and she was amazing in this she did a really really well she won the challenge but it's one of these that i am i'm still not a big fan of hers but i am impressed with how far she's going on the show you know it's one of these things where the only people who really did poorly were aja and nina and sasha was just meh that was the thing sasha was meh she wasn't horrible yeah she was meh and nina and aja were the, and the other ones i would say other than that valentina was really good valentina i mean i think people want to hate that she's just a pretty queen but she showed she is she's just shining in every single category because she now can do comedy she is a pretty queen she's a fashion queen like i'm just like holy crap like i don't see how she doesn't win this thing but then i've listened to your podcast and then now i hear she's uh. <laughs> i'm very team valentina and i i love a lot her of people every more each week yeah and uh, if she's been trained 
more power to her for playing the game the very best she play. She is amazing. And I still want her to win for her Madonna look, but that's all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I never understand the people who are like, oh, yeah, she's only done it for 10 months. And I was like, who cares? Who cares if she's done it for? And they're like, well, she lied. How many of these queens lie about their ages? This yeah. Ginger Minge was saying she was 29. <laughs> Does anybody believe Ginger Minge is 20? Or now, now I think she's like 32 or something, 31. But I think Ginger Minge believes she was 29. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, like this, maybe like this challenge, maybe she thinks it's 1993. I'm just having my mind blown that Ginger Minge claimed to be 29. Did not remember Oh, that. yeah. During her season, season seven. she said she was 29. I think I blocked that out because I just knew it was false. Because... <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, there's no way she's 29. No. But, Joe, here's what I'll say, though, about the Valentina only doing uh, drag for 10 months. We know, because Joe and I did stand-up. That's how we met, through a friend. And uh, there would be stand-ups like, I've only been doing it for, (laughs) you know, like, less than a year. And you would sit there going, bitch, I did an open mic with you, like, four years ago. What are you talking about? So I can see how that statement doesn't matter to the viewing public because you're like well 10 months 10 years you're good but to the people that are doing it and working it just sets off that anger and like either if that you're lying or b that you're using it like "Ah." but it reminds me because i used to watch i always watched project runway and there was a girl that won anya and she's like i just taught myself to sew last year and the designers were furious and hated her she won and she was really good so i think that producers love that like I just came out of nowhere, and it drives people that have been doing it forever bananas. Taylor? I would agree with that. But didn't Violet Chachki, she had been a relatively new queen when she started as well, and I mean won the whole thing. So I think it's just, whether whether it is 10 months, whether she's secretly been doing it for years or whatever, it adds to the narrative, it adds to that interest in her and then she gets to also do the whole well i'm just this sweet little mexican girl who just you know completely slays it on the runway so yeah whatever am i, am I a we all want to watch her yeah she's 10 working. months she's amassed a small fortune because or at least in a way to access quality runway like you can always tell you know the range sort of like the chichi devane kind of thing mm-hmm. or divine but uh i don't know what she's done in 10 months because she is throwing that money into some fierce that's and just beca- and just because she's doing it okay at the at the risk of leaving myself open for fodder for Joe, you know, we've all had those moments where we've been lip syncing in our car or we've been singing along to a song or we're definitely we're performing a concert for ourselves in the car and everything. So even though she may be where she's become polished over the last ten months, if if this is accurate, that doesn't mean that she couldn't have been practicing from the time she was a little kid as far as doing runway walks and all that kind of stuff. We've all had those moments in our in our living rooms where we're, you know, a legend in yeah. our living room kind of thing of where we all have done little, you know, dances and all that kind of thing. So it's just because well, she's only been doing it for this long doesn't mean that it's not, you know, she hasn't been really doing it for longer. Yeah. I think the con- the controversy co- the con- the controversy the controversy the con- I think the controversy comes from I, there's a weird timeline problem. So, for instance, she won the Dragula competition like two or three years ago. So people are like, "Wait, well, bitch! You won this in 2014. You won Dragula." So, I, I think it's when she considers herself having done it officially. I think there's a producer involved in this. That's a storyline because it's also setting off the other queens. So, I think by her even saying it, 
other queens are getting mad about it, which is a story, well, a storyline. I, I think the part of the problem is, too, I think it could have been a weird joke she was making because the, when Valentina said it, she said it in response to Kimora Black when they walked in the workroom. So Kimora Black at some point says, I've been doing this for 10 years. And then Valentina says, I've been doing this for 10 months. And I think it's one of these things where people saw that as a receipt. That she, but maybe she was just like, oh, I haven't been doing it that long. And she said 10 months because she had said 10 years. Who knows? Does that I have a sense? question. Yes. Who's Kimora Black? <laughs> Kimora Black is a contestant on season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm kidding. You said that. You, when you said Kamora Black for a split second, I had to go, who's Kamora Black? Like, I had to think so about did it. I. Like, oh, yeah. She was like the second one on the glut went home. Okay. Second or third. Annoying is. Yes. Horrible. Horrible. I no. blocked her out of my brain. Yeah, totally. After giving the girls a chance to peruse the script, Peppermint asks the girls to name their preferred roles. Aja has a couple of characters in mind. I kind of like all of them, but like my favorites are Mirror, Mana, Darton, or Blenda because they're both bitchy and nasty. Okay. Grandrea Zuckerwoman will be played by Aja. That was none of my pick. I know that. Don't roll your eyes. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's just frustrating because I always land a roll that I don't want. Let's just make this work. Can I go on a smoke break? Are you that stressed out? Yeah, I don't wanna be Grandrea. Girl, you gotta grow up and accept the challenge. I don't have to. If it's going to be that tense, I'll take Grandrea, and she. No, you don't have to because it's not your detriment. What I'm saying is, I can. You know what? I'm making a decision. You two are swapping roles. I don't want to be a. You're swapping roles. I know, but I'm not trying to. You already said you're stressed. I know how you feel. But now, but now, what role do you have? Bethany. Are you cool with that? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Like, I don't mean to. Let's rehearse. Claudia, what were your thoughts on that little episode on Asha's part? I sort of came to love Aja when she left on Untucked and kind of how graceful she was, but this is Aja getting in her own way. This is when people sabotage themselves. And she made a stink, and then Peppermint was kind and gracious enough, and then she sucked even in the role she fought for. You know what I mean? So it's just Aja shooting herself in the foot. Taylor? My focus on this is not necessarily Aja. It's how well Peppermint handled it. In that Peppermint... The way... Peppermint managed as far as she was trying to give everybody the roles. Obviously, she couldn't give the role to Aja, but did the, fine, you want to do this? Fine, we're going to switch it around. You two switch. All right, we're done talking about it. No more. We're done. Sort of thing. And I, I, I have respect. There is something, while it can come off sort of as bitchy, there is something very mature about that as far as that. I'm not going to get into this where we then spend the next hour bitching. When you've just got what you wanted... You know, it's, it's, we're just going to, I have the last word. This is what's happening. Let's move on. And that was my primary focus just because of the whininess of Aja. I couldn't take that. So I chose to focus on Peppermint instead, but I thought Peppermint handled it beautifully and props to Shay for jumping in and going, I'll take it. I'll Mm -hmm. take it. If you know, and even if that's whether that was a, well, I just want to help out Aja or I recognize that's a meteor role and I have a chance to grab it either way. That was the, that was the best thing Shay could have done. Shay is like slow and steady wins the race, man. I mm-hmm. think just like you n- didn't see him on, the, or I didn't see her on the top, and then now she's just like every week. I think gets better and better. Mm-hmm. 
I just love you know you're a mess when I just starts throwing the tantrum and you hear Nina in the background go, "You're in your head, girl." <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, if Nina Bonina Brown's telling you you're, you're acting crazy. Nina popped out of her own head to go, girl, you're in your head. <laughs> it's like two thought bubbles. Sorry, I just loved, what did Peppermint say? I think I remember, it was like, now you look like a bitch playing a, be- a bitch in the last scene. And I just was like, Peppermint, well, I totally agree. She just came off even more charming than she, like, she's winning for me the, like, audience favorite charm lovable, working hard. Yeah. Peppermint came off beautifully. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. Poor Aja, you know, um, I, it's one of the things where I, I also think there's an edit thing going on. Cause there's a part where she says, I don't have to. And it sounds like a hard edit. Like, I feel like the question that she was really answering was like, why do you feel you have to play this character? And then she says, I don't have to. It, it didn't sound like the, it didn't sound like the uh, it didn't sound. Wish I can find it again. It didn't sound like what you would say to that question. Let me see. Let me pop it right here. So uh, yeah, trust me. That's all I'll say. It was weird. Okay. Thank you. Um, all right. During rehearsals, Nina Bonina Brown butts heads with guest directors Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth. Maybe at this new school, you shouldn't be such a bitch. Where the cool people wet in the school. Nina, maybe try it with like a different tone. Where are the cool people at this school? No. Maybe lose the pause before at. Where are the cool people at this school? Where are the cool people at? Where are the cool people in this school? The girl to boy ratio here blows. Nina, I would recommend maybe articulating a little bit more on that line. The girl to boy ratio blows. Hey, Nina. The girl-to-boy ratio. Just make sure that we can really understand your words. I said that, but okay. I know what's going on. Cheat. He's going to kill me. But I can't understand what she's saying. All right, Taylor, what were your thoughts on Nina Bonina? Can you bring your therapist hat to this? What were your thoughts on Nina Bonina Brown's uh, role here? Uh... (laughs) Ah... I, I, I don't really know other than I think that you, you have a uh, – I don't want to get too deep into it. But I think you have a racial thing going on in that <gasps> they were having difficulty understanding a, a black woman, in this case as Nina, understanding what she was saying. But they were trying to figure out a way to say it in a way that was racially sensitive. But Nina was like, I know, I know what's going on. You don't understand my, 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 my speech. And oh, was, is that what you think she was meant? That's, I, that's exactly what I got. What did you think she meant? I <laughs> yeah. thought she meant, remember, I told you, I think she thinks the producers are out to get her. So, in her head, in her cuckoo town head, she was like, I know what's going on here. The producers are telling them to say that to me so that I lose it. No, I and maybe, and maybe it's because I'm I, I get what the, what the line was, but you can also see that. They seem to have difficulty explaining to her how to say the line so that it made sense. In particular, the, the line "this school," you know, I forget I forget what the line is, but it's something where it, it just sounded like it was very. I don't know how to say this without sounding racist. Um, You're from Florida. It's too late. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, never mind. Um, it, I'm it from just, Texas. I can't say anything. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I think that there are ways that 
it could they could she could have received better direction from them had they just said, "Look, we don't understand what you're saying." Instead of the whole whispering, like I don't understand what you're talking about. Oh, really? You know? You're surprised that Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling aren't good directors? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. Actually, I. You know, because I had people coming over on Friday, Friday, I had to watch the episode early at my friend Chris and Mercedes' house. Uh, they have direct TV, and Chris is a film director. And I was sitting there with him, and he was watching it with me. And he was like, when they were doing that, he was like, what? 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 They're doing fine. What, is, what are they doing? Like, he was like, he was evaluating Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth's directing skills. Oh, wow. And I was like, Chris, it's just a reality show. <laughs> Like they're just doing it for the camera. He's like, I know, but you know, they're doing fine. Why? Why are they picking on them? They're just, they're just, be, they're just picking on little things. And I was like, yeah, that's his show. Sorry. Claudia. No, I, but I, th- but I think that makes sense as far as the, you know, it, part of the role of the producer is to fuck with the contestants. And in and that regards, it does make sense. You're making my point that I said about Nina. Ab- absolutely, I understand that. But I, I, when I was watching it, my thought was. This is a that you've got a couple of white girls that can't figure out how this black girl is speaking. That that was, the, but they didn't want to say that because of how it could come off. Okay, I know what's going on, Claudia. Yeah. <laughs> I watching it as as a white girl, like a blonde white girl who like grew up. You know, I didn't grow up in the hills or anything, but in Texas, I I was seeing two white girls get very uncomfortable saying that phonetically or your speech is is not articulate enough. I think that's what they were trying to say, and. Rather than saying, like, hey, if the line is, like, where are the boys at the, at the school, just own that line and say it that way, how you would say it, or something, you know, but they, I agree. I feel like I keep going, yes, Taylor, but that they were getting uncomfortable, and then they turned into such the little white girls. They're like, I don't think she likes you. You know, when they did that, that's such a, a girl to be like, she's mad at you. I think she's, she, why doesn't she like me? You know, that they did that, which then I thought made them seem silly and a bit ridiculous because and then i think that's what made nina feel uncomfortable too because if she couldn't hear them there's whispering and that's the girly like they're talking about me and now i feel insecure when i already feel insecure so i didn't think it was a producer thing as much I, i i thought it was a speech thing and jenny garth was just couldn't have been feeling more uncomfortable trying to correct it hmm that's uh, what I thought. Well, no, I don't. I don't disagree. It's funny that I didn't. Pick, I, I'm. I'm. It's funny that the person of color that I am, and we all know, I, no one's more down with the people of color than me. <laughs> that uh, I didn't pick up on that. I didn't pick up on that at all. Maybe, maybe because you know, maybe there is a sort of thing where it is sort of like the white guilt, where I'm like, why don't you just tell her? Why don't you just say yeah. like, well, you know, what's funny is is maybe to speak to your points is. In the confessionals, they had Shea Coulee talk, or no, I think Peppermint actually. Peppermint, one of the one of the two black girls. They um, had one of them talking about how difficult it was to understand Nina that she wasn't articulating, and so maybe that sort of speaks to your point that even the producers were sensitive about it and they didn't know how to address that. So they pushed Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling out to do it for (laughs) them. Yeah, of course. Wasn't it a challenge with like Adora Delano or someone like that where they've They've had people that they couldn't understand. Nobody ever understood Cynthia Lee Fontaine ever. And it would have probably been fine saying that, but I think that might have been some like white guilt. I don't want to oh, be inappropriate. It's so funny you know? that you, it happened last week, actually, when, during Snatch Game, when Cynthia Lee Fontaine made a joke as Sofia Vergara, 
where RuPaul said to her, I don't know what she said, but I think there was a joke in there. So maybe there is a line that's that's clear for people who were not born in this country, so it's sort of understood that they are going to have an accent. Whereas someone where Nina Bonina Brown was, she's a native English speaker and she's having trouble articulating. So they have more, there's more sensitivity there. I don't know. That's a, that's a really interesting point. Think about like people like, um, I think Kenya Michaels was difficult to understand and Yara Sophia sometimes when they would talk, they were very difficult. So, so considering, what is that? Is everything Okay. A random commercial just played somewhere in my office, and I can't figure out where the hell it's coming from. Well, I didn't want to tell you this, Taylor. Without your knowledge, I'm trying to raise money for the show. I had your office sponsored. <laughs> Today, Taylor's <laughs> office is brought like to you by Squarespace. It's, it's, it, I don't know where the hell it just came from. That's really weird. You look like you'd seen it. You were just like, what? Well, because what? all of a sudden there's a voice in my room, and it's talking about like Allstate insurance. So that's why. Mm-hmm. I, what the fuck? Where the hell did that come from? All of his stuff is out of the room, except for his computer. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. You, I don't I'm know what I was say, talking you, about. You scared the <laughs> shit out of me because in Trump's America, like, in Trump's America, I always think we're in danger of a nuclear war. <laughs> so I was like, oh, shit, we're in a nuclear attack. Thank God it's in Orlando, not here. Okay, but I don't live in Orlando. Well, I do live you want in to St. announce Petersburg. where you live, Taylor? Do you want to announce where you live? Do you want to give us your Everybody address? Everybody knows I live in St. Petersburg. That's, that's fine. Which is also a city in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Great. Now I need new identity. You just got married in Russia. <laughs> yeah. So that's why was, like, you got so scared there yes. for an Allstate commercial. Because Russia loves same sex marriage. <laughs> They're thrilled that you know, two guys it. or two comrades are getting married in St. Petersburg. Wasn't it funny that just uh, an hour ago, your boy, your, I mean, no, not your boyfriend, your husband was in good hands? <laughs> okay, all right. And then an all-state commercial came on. Do you like how I'm standing like a little teapot? <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about before. It, it really doesn't matter. You were, about Kenya Michaels. you were talking about Kenya Michaels and her accent and Ciara uh, well, okay, Sophia. But somebody like Cynthia in particular, who that's part of the joke of Cynthia, is that you yeah. don't understand half of what she's saying that would get a pass more than somebody like Nina, who that's not part of her persona. You know, Cynthia, and even when you've got people like uh, Kenya Michaels and stuff that are this, like, you know, crazy, like, wah, you know, sort of thing, that, 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 that's, part, that's, part of the, that's part of the allure of them. That's part of the, what people like about them, whereas with Nina, that might be part of the issue. Claudia, have any final thoughts on this? Um. N- not, I think we sort of summed it up. Yeah. I was, this is a bad example, but I've I seen it I agree with you, Claudia, that Taylor beat this dead horse. <laughs> no, but I was like, I've seen this happen on America's Top Model. I don't know if I'm outing myself no. on that. Where they do like the cover girl challenge, and then there's this like, we just need you to articulate oh. in a way. And it's always like a, a black girl from the South, usually. and Or sometimes, you know, maybe Brooklyn or something. But they've done that thing where we're trying to dance around, can you sound a little bit? You know, and I think it makes people uncomfortable, as I'm probably doing a little right now. And I, I think that was the issue. And then that's why Jenny Garth got really like, <laughs> like me. I think this is super interesting. I'm going to close it out here, but 
I didn't pick up on any of that at all. I really, really didn't. But whatever. On the main stage, the judges watched the performance of the girls. Most of the girls performed well, with Trinity Taylor and Shea Coulee as standouts among the cast. Sasha Velour, Aja, Nino Benina Brown stood out, but for the wrong reasons. Uh, ladies, can we close it out here? Any final thoughts here on Beverly Hills 90210? Have we covered everything you guys want to talk about with this acting challenge? Taylor. No, I'm sorry, think- Claudia. Sorry, Claudia. Oh, no, I feel really covered. I totally agree. I don't really love Trinity, but she killed it. Shay Coulee was great. I I think Sasha Valor just had to be in the bottom because they needed three, but it was always going to be Aja and Nina Bonina. So. Taylor? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think Sasha, the critique they gave her as far as, you know, the drunken lunch lady... They, she could have really pushed that, and that that had the potential to be a winning role. And she she's mentioned in the past that she's not necessarily a comedy queen, and I think that that really showed here. You know, actually, I was going to do this later, but why don't we do this right here? From a deleted scene, RuPaul had a conversation with Sasha Velour. Hey, Sasha. Hi, RuPaul. Tell me about your character. I'm playing Lunch Lady Cat, and she is the local alcoholic. Oh! And um, she's going to get the girls in some trouble and guide them on their way. Fabulous. Yeah. Now, uh, how do you develop a character? I know you have a background in acting. Are you more Stanislavski or more method? Stanislavski. Which means you do a lot of research yeah. on who this person is. What did she have for breakfast? Lunch Lady Cat eats cigarettes for breakfast yeah. with vodka. Uh-huh. And then at lunch, she drinks half a milkshake and a bucket of fries. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was talking to Taylor about this earlier. I watched this deleted scene. I got so angry. I was like, RuPaul, that stupid bitch. Stanislavski <laughs> and The Method are the same fucking thing. They're the same fucking thing. That's what the, the method is named for, the Stanislavski method. And then I, but that also goes to like the Lee Strasberg. I mean, Claudia, did you ever take any acting classes? Yeah. All of a sudden I was like, what was the Lee Strasberg? No, that's sense memory. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, because Strasberg and like Stella and Adler method. all come from, it's all born from Stanislavski. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they just are the Americans that like took it to heart and like brought it to life kind of thing in America in the, what, 40s and 50s? Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't use those people to like, differentiate between the method and sound like they're all one school and then there's like that old weird british school of acting where you just like 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 olivier would do it where they you you just put on the costume and you sort of feel it and then you become the character and and they don't do any kind of method stuff that's sort of like the old school that that would be the those two things but uh, taylor what do you follow are you a more method actor or are you more for like the olivier school i'm from the I'm from the Batance school of podcasting where I just, you know, make fun of my fellow actors. I don't know. (laughs) That was a dumb joke. I was going to say something else, but I chose not to. Thank you. I'm going to put, I'm going to put awkward music. I'm going to put awkward music. on (laughs) You have to put the. (laughs) Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, the shade button. (laughs) We don't use the shade button anymore. We need to use the shade button more often. I know. I should have had it ready for that. Just kept oh, well. it quiet. Um, okay, so uh, let's move on. It's, a, it's elimination day, and the girls are back in the workroom. Getting ready for the runway, Pheromone recites one of her lines from the acting challenge, and that naturally leads to a conversation about cancer. <laughs> in high school, my grandmother got sick. She had cancer. So the last two years of high school, I'd quit school to take care of my grandmother and just homeschool myself. 
My mother died when I was eight from complications of HIV. She was in the wrong business. She was an exotic dancer. She did drugs. So I was raised by my grandparents, and my grandmother got terminally ill when I was 16 and died when I was 18. I've lost so many relatives to cancer. Oh. My dad has multiple myeloma, which is in the bone marrow. One day, he gave me a call, and he's like, I just want to let you know that I love you regardless. I know that you're just an artist, that this is your expression. And it was the most validating experience I'd ever had. Oh. Right after I graduated from college, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. Chemo made her lose all of her hair. I am a bald queen to represent for my mother. Taking all of that and turning that into drag in my own way was the most important thing I've ever done in my life. Taylor? Um, we watched this in our house and my husband was sitting next to me and he was just like, oh my God, do they all have to talk about cancer in this episode? It felt very heavy-handed. Um, the week after Cynthia leaves. Right. Where they're right. like, you know, they've been holding it in. They're like, oh, no. it's kind of we can't bring this up around Cynthia. You know, where they're like, oh, yay, Cynthia. Hooray. You beat cancer. And they're like, everybody we know has died from cancer. <laughs> like, you can't beat this thing. She's gone. Um, so we can say it. I think that, I mean, speaking as a former hospice counselor, what they were saying, a lot of the stuff they were saying, especially ones that worked with kids. So you're dealing with Trinity, who was a teenager, and was Sasha a teenager when her mom She had just graduated from college. Okay. Well, so, so a young person. I mean, a lot of the ways that they expressed themselves and they talked about things feel, felt very true to experiences that I've had observing other people who had a loved one who had cancer in the past. Um, they all do drag? They all do drag. They all do drag. <laughs> they all they all do, do things like, you know, I've, ha- I've had... People whose moms or grandmoms have lost all their hair, so then you go to visit and suddenly oh. they've got a shaved head, mm-hmm. or you know ones that ones that do go into art, go into some sort of arti- artistic expression, whether it's music, whether it's acting, whether it's you know doing something, some sort of medium like painting or sketching, that kind of stuff. So, do you think it's because they they feel they have a, a, like they realize how precious life is? I think it's different for every person. I mean, some people... No, speak for every person, please. <laughs> for every person, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's the same. You know, the, the, the illness and death of a loved one is the exact same for every single person <gasps> in the world. I don't agree, but everyone... Taylor, Taylor the Latte Boy, <laughs> official therapist, said it, so it must be true. So it must be true. It must be true if Taylor's saying it. Yeah. Therapist Claudia, what were your thoughts? Yes, well, we know that the mirror workroom is where we sort of have these revelations, but this was um, really sad, and I feel that it really sort of saw, uh, much in the way like sort of Peppermint uh, letting everyone in the workroom know that she's trans for Trinity, because we it wasn't said, but it sounds like her mother probably the drugs and maybe prostitution, and it I, I'm not the biggest Trinity fan as a person, but it warmed me and I could see her toughness because she's raised herself and you know what I mean? So for me, it was a much, it was the side of Trinity that I think that they were waiting to show because I think she's a very strong contender for, you know, going all the way. 
Joe, I know that you you kind of made it as a joke, but I'm almost wondering if what you said about Cynthia, where none of them really wanted to talk about that because of the elephant in the room, if there isn't an element of truth to that. I wasn't saying it as a joke. Oh, see, I took it as a joke. No. (laughs) No, I was being completely serious. It was completely one of these things. Well, look, let me make my point first and address that. These mirror, mirror moments are so fucking artificial now. They're so not organic. They're so obviously producer engineered. I made a joke about it. Like, how do you go from talking about prom to... I know how they did it. They said Trinity said she didn't experience high school because of this cancer thing. But why But why wouldn't someone naturally... I mean, it didn't seem very organic. Did it seem organic to you, too, to, uh, Claudia? No. Did it seem organic to you? No, they, they know. I mean, I think the producers are sitting there like, and I think they feed someone a line and then they, and someone knows, and I don't think they know how it's going to get edited in. And I sometimes wonder if they're even preparing for the challenge we're seeing. They just all have to, at some point, reveal deep, dark truths of themselves. No, it's completely producer. And it's become a reality show like trope that if we, if it's someone's going to either win or lose the challenge, we will see something very personal about them come up. And I like, my husband and I watch Top Chef all the time, and when the minute somebody has like a kid that's sick or a mom that's dying, we're like, "You're either winning this or you're going home." Yeah, like it's it's that's the way they do it. Well, that's Top Model. That's Top Model where they say, <laughs> "Last week I didn't do as well as, and I really need to show Tyra that I, I can go above and beyond." Well, bitch, you're going home now. We know that for a fact. The first person they always show is usually the one that goes home on Top Model. The first interview they do. So it is produced, but. Some of their stories still, like, break my heart, you know? And, like, last year, was it uh, Korea Kim Kimchi? Was yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just her story and, like, when people talk, tell their stories of, like, not ever telling their parents or coming out with drag by being on the show. Like, a lot of these queens have really sad stories. And so I think that they have realized that that is part of the messaging and that they do have a lot of a teen audience and things like that. So... It's produced, but I, I think it's got value. But I don't remember, actually. I mean, I remember the kimchi moment, but I don't remember how it felt to me. But in my head, in my memory, it felt more organic than this. It did, this season, it's every mirror moment has felt so producer involved. And this is one of them. So going to what Taylor said earlier is, yeah, I think there was a whole, like, let's wait for Cynthia to be gone, and then we'll have the big we lost people to cancer talk. So... Um, yeah, I think it's super weird. I almost wonder if this was like the Mother's Day episode, you know, because it was it was heavily they were oh no no because Shay's was her, it was his father but his father. Trinity and um, Sasha, Sasha talked about their mothers and then it uh, in Untucked there was another discussion about mothers when Pheromone's mother contacted her and there was another discussion on Valentina's mother so it was very heavily mothered so I'm almost wondering if they thought okay this might be a Mother's Day episode or or what they were sort of thinking here. Well, you figure the series got pushed back a couple of weeks. So maybe not. Yeah, maybe it's just no. like, maybe, maybe they, what, what could easily have happened was that they just realized, wow, there's a lot of mother talk going on. And so they just sort of made it a very mother-centric episode. Um, because also, the, one thing we know about the show, it doesn't have a light touch. So if it was going to be a Mother's Day episode, it would have been a mother, a mother runway theme. And the song would have been, Don't Call Me Mother. You know, like it would have been like, a mother, it would have been, they would have knocked you over the head with the mother stuff and they didn't so there you go um all right after the judges critiques trinity taylor was named the winner of the challenge while nina bonita brown and aja faced off during the lip sync in a lip sync battle that continues to rage on the internet nina bonita brown narrowly 
beat Aja, who was told to sashay away. Ladies, any thoughts on the lip sync? We'll go with Claudia. We kind of touched on this earlier, but Claudia, what were your thoughts on this lip sync? The whole thing, I Trinity Taylor killed it in 90210. I was not a can I stop seeing your ass? Like, that can't be her fashion. I'm sorry. You get one, two of those. She's got a great ass. That's fine. But her hair, it was kind of jungle, Barbarella. I don't know. There were so many better looks on the runway. So, therefore, I didn't think she should have won. But she was the best, by far, in the um, the acting. But Aja won that lip sync. I, 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 have, I didn't even think it was close. I thought Nina Benita. I didn't think she would suck. It wasn't Charlie. But, I mean... Aja won, and Aja's look was, it was the best she's ever looked. It was the best she's ever looked. The hair was great. The makeup was great. The Alexander McQueen, the whole, I was so mad. I'm still, I'm not over it. Taylor? I, I would agree with, with much of what Claudia is saying. I think that, though I would say that I think it was close, closer than I think Claudia thinks it was as far as the lip sync. I do think that Aja was the better of the two. Not only with look, but also with lip syncing. I mean, one thing that we knew going into the season that Aja is known for lip syncing. That is something that she's known for in New York. And when she was up against Kimura, that's who she sent home yeah. as Kimura, right? I remember turning to Babalu and saying, we're good. Kimura's going home because Aja's so good. So had I not known going on what, who was going to, I would have been probably more outraged than I was watching, watching the lip sync. But I would agree that between the two, Aja was definitely the the winner. Plus, honestly, just in storyline alone, if we're going by the storyline thing, Dina, we get it. You're in your head. It's time to go on. Whereas Aja was continuing, like Claudia was saying, kind of continuing that rise of figuring out what from where she, where the whole, you know, Valentina, you are beautiful from the beginning to where she is now. There, there, there was potential for growth there. And whereas with Nina, I think we've seen everything we're going to see out of Nina at this point as far as storyline goes. Oh, I'm sorry. I just They're, they're giving peppermint growth. They're giving Shay Coulee growth. Why are Alexis and Pheromone still there if Aja is seeing... I just... I just... I wasn't the biggest fan, but in that face-off, if it had been Sasha, that would have been different. And I don't know how great Sasha, a lip syncer she is, but I just think Nina Bonina Brown's time has come. I think people would be really shocked to, to know because it seems so subjective when you when Rue's doing it. But there's actually, strangely, there's numbers to back this up that Rue has numbers behind her when not literally behind her. She's using <laughs> it's some sort of number system she's basing it on when she judges who wins and and who goes home. And so in and that she uses them in in close cases like this. So in the lip sync, Nina Bonina Brown's never lip synced before. Aja has lip synced once before. It was close, so Aja goes home. It's very, it's very cut and dry like that with RuPaul. She just weighs who's lip synced more if it's close, and then that person goes home uh, if it's close. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens in future. I mean, unless the person really, really screws up. Then Lena has a lip sync before? No, Lena has a lip sync mm-hmm. before. This is her first time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, oh, wait, maybe she did. No. It was Peppermint and Cynthia Lee. It's Kimora. It was who? Charlie and Trinity. Who was the first? The first people listening were James and Kimora. Right. Then it was James and Then it was then it was Kimora and Trinity. Aja. No, Kimora and Aja. Oh yeah, it was Kimora and Aja. That's what she looked like, Mister Heatmiser. 
Okay. <laughs> then it was Trinity and... And Charlie. No, not Trinity. It was Charlie versus... Trinity. Trinity. Oh, yeah, Trinity. That was episode three. Episode four was... Was it the Kardashian Peppermint. One? Cynthia Lee? No, no, no. We're at episode seven. Um, we're missing. Who, who's gone that we're missing? Well, Eureka. Remember, Eureka saved. Oh, Eureka saved Farrah Cynthia and, and Farrah. Cynthia. That was episode four. Episode five was. That wasn't Snatch. That would have been Kardashian. I thought that's when Cynthia was on the bottom. Yeah, that was. No, Eureka was Kardashian. You're right. So who's episode four? Oh no 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 no! I got it. I know what I know what's wrong. We have, there was no there was no uh, lip sync for episode one. So episode one is there was no there was nothing. No one went home. Okay. Episode two is when James went home. Episode three is when Kimora went home. Episode yeah. four is when Charlie went home. Episode five is when Eureka went home. Blah 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 blah. Episode six was Cynthia going Cynthia. home. Episode seven was today Aja. Okay. So now we figured out. So yeah, Trinity has not lip synced. Okay. And so in that simple mathematics, because, you know, one of the one, you know, a queen that always comes up is people always want to know why did Tyra win or why did Violet Chachki win? Why wasn't it Ginger? Why wasn't it Raven? And when you actually look at the numbers for every season, people have crunched these numbers. It's the person that has the mo- the biggest numbers pulls it out and wins. Uh, it seems like RuPaul really does have some sort of numbering system and, sh- and points and whatnot, and that person wins. But she's never admitted to that, I no, would no, think, no, 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 you no. can figure out who winners are going to be before the season's over. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. But she's never admitted to this, but it, it seems to be the case. So, like, Tyra is a good example. Like, Tyler ekes out a win, I think. No, I actually think with Tyra, when they did the numbers, I think Tyra actually has the biggest gap of anyone, like, between Tyra and whoever second place is. In Raven. Any- yeah, Raven in history. And I think with – but I think Violet Chachki is a good one too where Violet Chachki, when you look at the numbers alone, has bigger numbers than Ginger or Pearl. Well, I mean look at Bianca. Bianca never lip-synced her season. Well, that – and that leads to points. Was it this last finale the first time – or maybe I, that they had them all lip-sync – during the finale, the final yes. three. And I think that is partly because of Bianca. We never saw that. And I think as a fan, I love the lip sync. I want to see lip sync. I want I want to see death drops. I want to see interpretations. Like, I have favorite lip syncs, over, as we all do. So I think that, that it's valuable to see them. And I don't mind seeing them a couple times. Because sometimes, like, they own a lip sync when they don't. What was it? Dita that did the uh, Natalie Cole yes. song? Oh, Dita Ritz. Dita Ritz. It's like one of the best lip syncs ever. Yeah. She wasn't great, but I love seeing that. And I prefer someone who can perform over just look cool. Well, but Bob did lip sync on, on her, their season as a, that was, was he, that the, oh shit. What song did they lip sync? I don't remember. It was up against Derek. I remember that. Oh, Derek Barry. Yeah. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Ladies, any final Sorry. thoughts on the episode? Anything we missed out? Anything you might want to mention that I didn't mention? No. Claudia? I'm just a little bit perplexed that Farah and Alexis are still here, but Well, okay, that actually brings up because now we're at the <laughs> we're at the top we're at the top eight. So mm-hmm. and we're starting to see some definite the separation of who you know and of who's who's gonna be there through the end, who's not gonna be there. So I guess I challenge both of you to 
who who are the next four that are going to go away? Not necessarily in any particular order, but if you can split it down the middle between the top four versus the next four to go home, who are going to be in that top four and who's not going to be? Let's start with Claudia, our guest. Okay, I think it's hard because I've listened and I've heard some things, but if I were just like heart of hearts, I want Valentina Peppermint, Sasha, and Trinity, but I think Shake is a strong one. It could not one of those out. Like it might be Shay takes out Sasha or Shay takes out Peppermint. But I think Trinity and Valentina are, are like, this is my, I'm looking at my notes, uh, are my favorite. It, it, not my favorites. I think they're the strongest right now. Okay. Joe? I think we're going to lose Farah. Uh, what are the four? So Farah, Valentina, um, Alexis, and. Who am I missing? Because I'm thinking top four are going to be Shay, Sasha, Trinity, and I'll go with Alexis. So that means the remaining four I'm thinking are going to are Peppermint. I feel like I'm missing one. Nina. Oh Nina. yeah, Peppermint, Nina, and um, Valentina. Valentina and Farah are going. <sighs> I feel like he knows something we don't know. Oh. Well, don't ask me questions. I'm not asking questions, so you don't have to tell me no lies. Um, now, Taylor, what do you what do you think? I yeah. think I think the bottom four, the next ones that we're going to see go, are going to be. I think Nina at some point is going to go. Farah, in particular, talk about the luckiest bitch on television right now. Uh, she's she's got to go soon. She's she really brings nothing to the show. Um, so what did I? Who did I? Who's the first person I said? Farron does bring Nina. Twinkie. Nina, Farah. Goodness. Nina, Farah. I think. Uh, I think Sasha. I think there's going to be some sort of another, another comedy thing, and Sasha is going to trip her up. Um, and as much as I hate to say it, I think fifth, the fifth one to go is going to be Peppermint. Oh, you wanted an order? No, I'm just. Oh. I, I think that f- of the n- next couple of episodes. Farrah's got to be out of there, if not the next episode, the episode after that. Unless something really happens where she pulls something out of her ass. It's, she's, she's just kind of there at this point. She, she and Alexis are like, instead of a basic bitch, they're like basic queens. You know? Like, they're perfectly fine, but like, they're not bringing anything extra. They're like, I would yeah. agree with that as much as I love Alexis. There's something about Alexis now that I, gets under my skin a little bit. I think that we think we're we definitely think that we're better than everybody else, not because we're more talented, but we just feel like we are of better almost of better breeding kind of thing if that makes if that makes sense of of what we're you know we're a theater queen versus the other ones are club queens or you know which I know they just did that a couple of them just did that song, which is horrible that c l a t song it's alexis it's Alexis ah. Aja Peppermint, and Sasha. They have it's kind of almost like the Read You Wrote You song, but they're mm-hmm. talking about Club Queen. Shit, Club Queen, the L one. Lux? No. No. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Art Queen and Theater Queen. It's C L A T is is what it's called, and the the video is dumb, and it's just it's not a good song. I was hoping for something better, but there's it's there, there's something about particularly about Alexis's part that is very that, that is very 1998 drag queen. 
if that if yes. that makes sense. And it's so funny. I almost pulled this from um, from Untucked, but when like Trinity has a moment where she says, "My biggest competitors, one of them is sitting right here," and it's Alexis is sitting with her and Valentina, and Valentina clearly as a joke starts posturing like I know you're going to say it's me you know and, and so oh I don't think that was posturing oh I think it was, I, I think, think, was, was I think she was being funny I think she was being funny and Trinity to like because it was, she was looking at Valentina when she says one of them sitting right here and then Valentina starts posturing and so Trinity to be you know cunty to Valentina and put her in her place cha- you can tell you can see the my her mind working changes it to Alexis just sort of stick it to Valentina but what's funny is Alexis doesn't pick up on it she just thinks that that's natural yes of course yeah I am your biggest competition like she's so she doesn't she's not even humble about it she's not like oh girl I'm not no it's like yes that's true <laughs> you know it's like I am well but also I feel like yeah, Alexis's belief in herself, like, kudos. But I also agree a little bit, like, with the editing, and Valentina gets a beautiful edit. And, like, when they were making Alexis be super nerding out and telling everybody, like, this is what they did on 90210, and you should be more like this. And they were making her look lame. So part of me knows I could be influenced that she's not getting the best edit. She seems like the dork of the queens. Is that kind of harsh? But there, there was years ago, uh, I watched a thing with Janine Garofalo where she was, she was commenting on things that had happened on the Oscars and Glenn Close came out, I guess, to give best picture Oscar or something like that. And she was like, it was right when Sunset Boulevard, when she was in Sunset Boulevard the first time. Uh-huh. And it was something where Janine Garofalo was doing like the voiceover in her head of what was going on in Glenn Close. And she was like, I am theater. I get that from Alexis Michelle when she walks into places where she just thinks, you know, this is this, the stage is my life and this is who I am. And this is it's girl, calm down. <laughs> Would you still have sex with her? Alexis Michelle, absolutely. <laughs> she's so cute. She's so cute as a boy. She's so my type. She's a cute boy. She is cute. Mm-hmm. the The little bald spot when she turned around, I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. it sort of shocked me." Because you never sort of yeah, that, that, that's an odd with the shock. weird like half moon hair in the front. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like queens are better with like making the like getting their look and working their look. You know, that seems well, but, like a but, very straight guy kind of thing. But also think about when the head-on interviews, you don't see that, and it's cute. But, cute. you know, there was a couple of weeks ago, I notice a lot of times when they're getting ready, they don't ever, whereas a lot of them, they show their chest, they don't ever show her chest. And she's clearly, you can see this episode where she had on the tank top and stuff, she's kind of soft. And well, she's they had lost one, a tremendous amount of weight. Right, and that's what I was going to say, oh, is wow. she has a lot of... Um, one time they caught her for a split second because I always look for the shirtless ones that I like and they caught her kind of from the back and she had definite hanging skin from her back so I wonder if that is a if she's very self-conscious about that if that's something where she has said please don't shoot me from you know oh yeah because they listen (laughs) yeah I know but I mean that's all there's that and then there's you know and I I don't know but she's still she's so cute Taylor let me ask you this question Let's say you met a guy, he's super cute. You're single. You're single. This is single Taylor Day. Not taken, okay. Not taken Taylor. Okay. And you met a guy and he lost some weight. And then you find out he had lost a tremendous amount of weight and he had this excess skin. Would that dissuade you from sleeping with him? No. Claudia? Uh, I think it, it wouldn't totally dissuade me, but there'd be a part of the mental, like, it's he's a great guy, you know, and he's working hard. But I think I'd be a, a little bit... Like, oh, okay. 
I'm just being honest. Yeah. But we have a friend that dated somebody that had excess skin. And she, I mean, when they broke up and he was a bit of a... <gasps> She, she talked about it, but like it didn't stop her. I can see that. Yeah. Oh, tell me he afterwards. Oh, 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 you oh, totally oh, oh, know. Oh, oh, I think I know who it is. I know you who totally it is. know. I know who it is. Please. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. 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 I know who it is. So she didn't so care. I'm, she didn't care. She never mentioned it until they broke up, and he was a bit of a dick at the end. You know. Oh, interesting. So I, I'm thinking out loud as I'm saying this. I'm like, it, no. But if they broke up with me and were an asshole, then yeah, I would tell Oh, I see me. what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> is that horrible? Yeah, no. A is, little. But, yeah, <laughs> it, it is kind of horrible. But I, it, I appreciate it, though. I, I appreciate your honesty. Um, well, actually, on that note, let's go to Taylor with the looks. Yeah, let's do the looks. So this week, as we mentioned before, the, the category was Big Hair Realness. And uh, the first look we're going to actually talk about is RuPaul, who was in a baby blue and pink velour uh, dress, a kind of, I guess, sort of empire, not really empire because it has a belt to it. Uh, Claudia, what do you think about this look? Think about the look, think about her hair, think about everything. I mean, it's fine. I get that it's going in the 90210 90s, that color. It, it's on theme. She just looks so much better than this. So it's perfectly fine. The hair, she could just do so much more. I would have loved like a Bride of Frankenstein sort of like big hair thing. So, um, but the hair, I mean, it's once again, I didn't dislike it. I saw it and I saw the colors and I was like, uh, 90s, 9210, but I didn't love it. Yeah. Joe? Well, her makeup is great this week. I wonder if this is the Raven and Delta work week, but I think her makeup's good. It's back to normal kind of good. Um, I don't understand what's going on with the wigs. I have big problems with the wigs. Yeah. And I don't like this wig. And the outfit, yeah, they're going for 90s things. So she's going to wear that. It's not her fiercest look, but whatever. It seemed very, it was a, it's very basic for her. Yes. So, and I, I don't understand if we're going to do a big hair challenge, wear big hair. She's had much bigger hair than this in other episodes. And I mean, you could, you could get to the, you know, I'm the queen of the big hair by having some enormous just ridiculous and the fact it, it was a it was a missed opportunity as we've talked about with a lot of the contestants i thought she really could have gone crazy with this one so first up on the runway is aja wearing a mcqueen inspired corset with the the weight the uh, just crazy <laughs> i don't even know how to describe it other than it's crazy and very mcqueen so joe what are your thoughts on aja's look i really liked it i like the whole i like the wig her makeup is a lot better she seems to solve the makeup problem. And I like the outfit. I give it a toot. Okay. Claudia? Yeah, loved it. Loved that sort of dominatrixy, almost um, skeletal, uh, corseted 18th century, all of that. Like the hair, I thought, worked really, really well. Her makeup was the best I've seen it. She looked beautiful. I thought this was uh, on the runway. I mean, she didn't do well in the challenge, but this was a top look on the runway, I thought. Yeah. So you give this a toot? Oh, two. Yes, a yes. toot. Yes, toot, definitely toot. a toot. This is the best she's looked. She looks, her makeup in particular is soft, which is something we haven't seen with her. She doesn't look like she took charcoal prograts and like rubbed them all over her face. I mean, it's just very soft and the color is really good for her and everything. So I would definitely give this a toot as well. Next up is Sasha Velour, who came out with Punk with a big mohawk and a crazy lace type onesie with a leather jacket and uh, some boots. And Claudia, what do you think about Sasha's look? I just think it 
this point, like I love Sasha's point of view and I will say Sasha's makeup is always like her eyebrows. I am in love with what she does with her eyebrows and eye makeup and saying big hair and doing punk, like that's cool. But at this point we've seen her be bare chested a lot. And so in the way they told, you know, Benina, like we need to see a different silhouette. I think we could see a different silhouette from her. And I didn't like the ponytail. It was fine. It was her personality and I loved her makeup, but the kind of rocker, it was I mean, I'm, I don't know if I want to give it a toot because I don't love it, and, but I do love her makeup. So, a light boot. A soft boot. So, a boot with reservation instead of a yes. toot. So, 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 copyright Claudia for boot with reservation. <laughs> give it a boot. All right, Joe, yeah. what do you think about this look? He did walk away, didn't he? Did he really walk away? <laughs> He's not there. No. Joe, are you there? Oh my god, he's such an asshole. He's such a fucking asshole. Oh my god. Right. Give me, Taylor. Do it. Joe, Joe loses out on toot and boot privileges this week. I have made an executive decision. I loved what they referred to when they were giving her critique was that she was on brand for her. So I yes. kind of expected the unexpected with the mohawk on this. She kind of she reminds me very much of Storm from the X Men. I know there was a look earlier this season that was very much that with the with the white shock white. and white hair. So this is kind of Storm's 80s look. I, I love this. I would definitely give this a toot. Um, so Yeah, okay. I'm not mad at it. I just want to see her. It's the chest, you know, and like oh, the yeah, look, but I, all of that. But her from the head up, I'm like, she's fierce as, you know. Yeah. So did you just whisper fuck? Yeah, I all of a sudden was like, can I say it? And... <laughs> Fuck yeah, right? We talked yeah. about we talked about me having sex an hour ago within the first five minutes of the show. You can say fuck. That's fine. Oh my god, I'm a new mom. I'm so used to now. Like, oh wait, I'm maybe not supposed to swear anymore. Yeah. Okay, that's it. I, I was thinking, is the baby in the room? Is that why you're Okay. So next up is Valentina. Valentina is in a green. I guess you'd call it like not a pantsuit, but like a, like a. That's a, a, a jumpsuit. Novel? A jumpsuit. It's a jumpsuit. Okay, for sure. And she said she was inspired by Diana Ross, but she has big, it looks like paper flowers in her hair. So what do you think about this look? I think that it's beautiful and Valentina's makeup is always flawless, but of all of her looks, this is less, to me, amazing. So it's totally a toot because she's a beautiful queen and she really, her makeup, when she commits, she fully commits, like the hair is big in that Diana Ross way and the flowers, but like... It was. She was lovely. It's a toot because it's pretty, but I have loved other looks of her so much more. I'm so not gonna, much more. I'm not going to lie. I'm giving this a boot. This is probably one of my least favorite looks of hers. It, the, the hair is too thick. So when she did the thing where she kind of bounced around, it, it looked like one piece versus having any sort of flexibility to it. And the pantsuit for her having such a beautiful, like, little slight body... This the pictures that I'm looking at. It's not becoming at all. It's not flattering at all on her. You know what? You're right on that because I think she doesn't cinch because she's a skinny, you know, mm-hmm. and so like. But she needs she needs to cinch her waist in this to give her the curves. And I think she doesn't think she needs it. So I do agree that it's not flattering. Like this picture we're seeing of her, sort of like a, a the side of you. I can't think of profile. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like girl, why do you look 20 pounds heavier than I know you are? Right. And even like the big flowers in her hair and the flowers on the bottoms of the, of the legs, it weighs her down. It just makes her, it just feel, it feels like a very 
heavy outfit. And when you look at some of the others, you know, we, we're going to talk about a couple of other people. They don't have that issue. Even if they're bigger girls, they don't have the issue that this outfit, this, no. this was a huge boot for me. I did not like it at all. So uh, Joe is Joe has wandered back. Do you really need me, though? Do you really need me? <laughs> did you? Did we lose you? Or yeah, did yeah, you, you lost me. You lost. Oh, because we oh. we thought you went away. We were so we were, they were going. Fuck you, Joe. Fine, you don't get to say anything. No, no, my internet went down. There's two internets, one downstairs and one upstairs, and the one downstairs is super spotty, and I'm downstairs, and so it went out and had to reconnect. It's super interesting to the audience, but I'm back, and so uh, you, you guys go in without me though. Sasha Velour boot. Uh, I disagree with you on Val. I think Valentine looks great. I give it a two. Okay. Next up is Shea Coulee, who is wearing a very kind of Marie Antoinette banshee <laughs> with her with her rabbit fur jacket and her bathing suit, drinking a big gulp, and her and her pink her pink pink big size wig. Uh, Claudia, what do you think about this? I oh I she owned it. What did she say? She's bougie and banshee. Did she say that? Yeah. Was, she put it and the wig. Once again, she's really working a look, and she's owning it, rather than like when Pheromone puts on like the that other one where she lets it own her kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think Shea Coulee, for someone whose skin is she has more to work with, she's really great with her makeup. I've seen it a lot, but I feel I've seen this kind of look on her before. She just made it more banshee and pink and whatever. So I know mm-hmm. I'm, I don't love it, but it's a it's a good look. She's owned it. So okay. the toot is for the owning and she looks great. I just I'm like, yeah, it's a it's a it's a bathing suit. You know, it's a it's a it's a jump it's a one piece, you know. So the accessory she's a toot on the accessories. Kind of a boot on the main piece. Does she pad her legs? Or is that her legs? I didn't know you could pad legs that well. Well, I mean pad the butt. We could definitely see with Nina where Nina does that crazy, you know oh, yeah. booty shelf thing, but I mean, because she's got great legs. I, great legs. I'm definitely, I'm a toot with reservation just because I'm really becoming Team Shay. Um, mm-hmm. When I first saw this, I thought that the bathing suit was actually like the British flag, but just in pinks and blues, like light pinks and blues. But now I'm looking, it's just a, it's just a geometric pattern. But it, it was, it's a, it's, she's, she's telling a distinctive story in this. I think Michelle talked about, I've seen you, you girls, I've seen these girls down waiting at the meat market at dawn sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's, I, I liked it. Joe, do, do you want to comment or are we just moving on without you? Toot. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next up is Pheromone with her big white wig. And she had on a blue spangly dress with the hip cut out the side. And it looks like the Cookie Monster's carcass uh, wrapped around her shoulders. So, Claudia, what do you think? You know what? I like this big hair. That was some Dolly Parton, like, realness. And it's got, like, Barbara Mandrell kind of craziness. Once she sort of owned that, I was on board. And for Farrah, I think this is one of the best looks she's had. So I'm giving Farrah a toot. We all know how I feel about her. I want to give her the boot from the show. But for the runway and the big hairness, like this was hair that I was like, oh, okay, this is ridiculous and big and it had country dolly. So I toot on that. If it wasn't for the fact that she talked about Dolly Parton in particular, I would have really, really hated this look. As it is now, I just hate it. Um, It's definitely (laughs) a boot. You know, for her being one of the younger queens, 
uh, she, this ages her like 15 years. She just looks, she looks yeah. rough. Which, by the way, this kind of as an aside, somebody mentioned that the lighting during the runway on a, on a previous email that we had gotten it, with the blues and pinks, they really, really, st- really, really stood out that it's really distracting how much it takes away from the runway looks with the lighting this season. So, and this, I think, is an example of that because she has on a big white wig, but here it looks pink. And, it pink looks and pink. I'm looking at it. There looks like it's purple on the sides. And just, you know, who's ever doing lighting, hopefully they will f- resolve this by season 10. Um, I, I thought that the the placement of the bare hip was odd. And it's just, it's just probably one of my least favorite looks of hers. I'm not a big pheromone fan either. I, I want to be, but I, there's this, this, this did not go well for me. Joe, toot or boot? Big toot. Probably the best she's ever looked. Okay. So next up is Trinity Taylor, who I don't even know how to describe what she's wearing. But uh, it's Ugh. it's a like a pantsuit or like a cat suit where the, the bottoms flare out and then attach to the wrists. And she has this crazy... 90s Central Florida drag queen hair. That's the only way it is. It is just the blowout of all blowouts. So, Claudia, what do you think? I mean, going on theme with the big hair, because I think they said when she walked out, like, a kind of Barbarella thing. Mm -hmm. So, if she's doing that Jane Fonda 60s, kind of. And, I mean, her makeup, I like, but this outfit is such a boot. I don't know what it is. She just loves showing her ass, and she does have a great ass, but, like, they, they clock Nina Bonina for, like, the same silhouette. And how many times are we going to see her turn around and flash us? I don't know what is happening. I don't want... Uh, there's, like, some tie-dye on it. There's a crisscross sort of lace on the boobs. There's... Uh, I mean, it's she's holding it with her wrists, and it's, like, bell-bottom. Uh, it's hideous. I yeah. hate this outfit. Yeah. It, I, I expect better from Trinity, because she is better than this. I can't believe she won wearing this. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, so I'm assuming it's a boot. That's yeah. a boot. I would I would agree, boot too. I, it, there was too many things going on. I mean, I remember from the All Star season, the the flared up, you know, the big flare pants that hold on. Roxy wore an outfit with a sim- similar silhouette. The cooch wasn't cut out of it, but the, you know the rest of it, and looked amazing. Whereas th- this just looks trashy. There's just something about this that's just fit. even like the the ribbon belt looks like like wrapping paper ribbon that she tied in a knot and then hung in front. It's just the whole look is just, it's not good. So definite boot on this. Joe? Space age. Yeah, it's horrible. Horrible. It's a boot. It's awful. It's boot. Okay. So Peppermint. Peppermint was wearing a giraffe print with big, crazy Shaka Khan hair. Uh, I believe that's what was said when she came out. Joe, what are your thoughts on this? Toot or boot? Toot. I loved it. Okay. I thought she looked great. Claudia? She's giving me, you know what she looked like? A fancy version of that friend from 227. (laughs) Remember Marla Gibbs had that neighbor that was her friend? Jack Hay? Jack Hay? No, 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 not Jack Hay. The other one, like the normal friend. Telma Houston? No. Not Telma Houston. Telma Hopkins? No. No. Alana, her name's Alana something. (laughs) Oh my Um, God. Telma Hopkins was on Give Me a Break. Telma Hopkins was on Give Me a Break. Which I think just makes me racist. Also, here's the deal. (laughs) Let me tell you this, too. Telma Hopkins was also uh, one of the members of Dawn. Tony Orlando and Dawn. Yeah, Tony Orlando and Dawn. Yeah. Um, Alana. Oh, God damn you. Now I got to look that up. So while he's looking that up, I'm going to tell you this. I I thought she looked great. I thought she looked like the friend from 227. I was a big fan. 
and uh, two two seven or peppermint. You know, when I was a kid, I was a big fan of two two seven. For some reason, I was very amused. I was always amused by sassy black people as a kid. So like, like loved like the way Mar- remember when Marla Gibbs and like um, Sherman Helmsley would get into it on the Jeffersons. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was so funny as a kid. Which is so funny because as I liked All in the Family as a kid. No, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. Scratch it. I hated All in the Family when my dad would watch it. That was boring. <laughs> but loved the Jeffersons, which is a spinoff of All in the Family. Yeah, there was a bunch of spinoffs of All in the Family. Mod, horrible. Good Times was technically a spinoff of Mod. Oh, it is. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because Florida worked for Mod. Yeah, but good time. I was just talking about this. It was so depressing. Good it took time. place in the projects. Yes, it was depressing. Anyway, what did we learn here? We learned that Alana Reed Hall died in 2009. <gasps> oh, my Aww. God. Well, no, 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 no. Not the old, old lady. Her friend? No, the, the friend. Oh. Well. She was also on Sesame Street, too. Well, then she went to Tutu Heaven. <laughs> oh, God. What? That, saying that she went to heaven? I didn't say it's Tutu Hell. She went to so toot you toot said heaven. toot, right? Claudia, do you have a toot or a boot? I mean, I think Peppermint's makeup is amazing, and she looks great in this. Uh, I think she could have gone further. Like, when it, it says big hair, I wanted people to be inventive. I wanted people to take, you know, hair and make it architectural or do, you know, there's so much to be done with that sort of Marie Antoinette stuff or wigs or front, whatever. And I just think she's, I mean, that hair could be seen, like, on Beyonce right now. So... That's amazing. Beyonce's amazing. I'm just saying I wanted her to go further, but she looks beautiful, and her makeup and hair looks great, and the dress is fine. Like, it, it's a toot because she looks good. She's just, it's just not doing anything. Like, it's not a bad look, but, you know, when in this look, you don't, I'm, I'm not, I don't care, you know? Yeah. But I, I do think Peppermint's makeup and everything, she's just looking more and more beautiful, I think, each challenge. Yes, I would I would agree with that. This is, this is a toot. But like a, an unenthusiastic toot, not a toot yeah. with reservation, but just kind of a toot. Yeah. Okay. So next we have Nina Bonina Brown, who is giving us that same breastplate that she gives us every episode, and she's in a cheetah print cat suit and has her makeup all done so that she has cat-like features. Claudia, what are our thoughts on Nina's look? Um, boot. I just, I mean. That whole outfit, I mean, I think I could make that. I have thigh-high boots and a corset. Like, I just would need to go. I don't know if Party City sells the cat. You know what I mean? Like, her strength is the makeup, and by all means, she really nailed that. Like, as a fan of cats, like, she's in. Um, The big hair, like, it, it was a boot. I just thought it was a missed opportunity for her. The makeup, we've seen her do things. I didn't think it was that. I mean, she's she's really clever with her makeup, but the look in itself... I'm just kind of over, like, yeah, the breastplate, the bodysuits, the hair's big, but it it was just a missed on the challenge, and I was not impressed. Boot. Joe, what are your thoughts? Midnight, Nina Bonina Brown loves her breastplate. She looks like the shitty tranny cat from a (laughs) shitty production of Cats. I hate this outfit, and I'm sick of her using that same old breastplate. I just wish she'd sashay away. <laughs> that was amazing. You went the whole course. 
so a two. Every week she walks the runway in the same old outfit. Agree. So I. I think that the, oh god my hair. Um I think that this is you made reference to, you know, Halloween party city. This is a very party city look. Uh, this is this is I'm a sexy cat lady going to a Halloween costume. That that's that's what this is and she's better than this. So th- this this look gets a big boot from me. So, uh next up, actually last up, we have Alexis Michelle who has on uh, a black crazy updo, for lack of a better word, wearing a black corset and uh, makeup with ice blue contact lenses in. White makeup across the face with ice blue contact lenses and dark uh, gradient mascara. So, Claudia, what are our thoughts on this? As much as I think she's basic, this is a toot. It's the best she's ever looked, better than when she was the Madonna. Because the dress is fine. It's really, it's all about the hair and the makeup. I think her makeup is stunning. The eye work with the nails is amazing. That hair, but that's that's what I'm looking for. Like she, she said, so that Ursula underwater, you know. Um, I, I just was like loving her look on her face. It's the most beautiful I think she's looked with that sort of, her makeup so interesting and I like the hair. And the dress went with it. It's not amazing, but it worked with the look. And so... Uh, I think that's what's keeping her. That's the I once again don't love her like with Farah this week, both of them, but they saved it to me on their runways. Uh I think it's a total boot for me. I hate this look. I think it looks like she went to party speaking of Party City, she went to Party City and bought the theater fag hag costume. Oh my god. <laughs> it looks wow, like. okay. It's horrible. She, you know what she looks like? A zombie Patty Lapone. Patty LuPone or Patty LaBelle? No, Patty LuPone. Oh, well, because Patty LaBelle had that big, crazy hair in the 80s, so I thought that's what you were trying to say. Come on, Patty! Patty LuPone <laughs> sang Memory, so they were bringing it back to Cat. No, Betty Buckley sang Memory. Oh, crap. No, but Patty LuPone, I'm sure, no. sure somewhere in fucking Patty LuPone's career, she's fucking just gone way over the top on that goddamn song. And Alex Lefebvre, I don't want to fucking hear from you. I don't give a shit. Patty LuPone bugs me. Oh, you know what? Also, we have other uh, John Marti. You know what? She's fine. She's just a little extra, don't you think? Uh, well, she should we Patty Latone it down. Patty Latone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so you're giving this a boot, is what I'm hearing. Boot. I know. You boot. know what? I want to. John Marti, one of our listeners, is a huge Patty Latone fan, and I feel bad. I, he might even stop listening <laughs> to the show now because I said that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I give this look a toot. I I really liked this look. I don't know that it necessarily met the criteria for the challenge because as far as big hair goes, I feel like she could have gone bigger. But I love the makeup and the contact lens of this. I got a very, uh, I think they're White Walkers from Game of Thrones where they have the the ice blue eyes and the white. Like that was kind of that. If if there was going to be a drag queen White Walker, this would be it. And I, I, I thought it was... I thought it was a very sexy look, too. Why well, gotta be white? Because that's what they call it on the show, Joe. I don't know. <sighs> so, I, I give feel this like a- every look section ends with a sigh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 
So, well, but that that was the looks for this week's episode. Hooray. Hooray. Huzzah. Yay. So, okay, so we have a couple of emails this week. And the first one is from our old friend Stephen Starling. Well, not old friend, but our friend Stephen Starling. And he writes us an email entitled, Nina is the new Chi-Chi Devane. He says, I definitely think that Nina hits that sore spot RuPaul has for a queen who doesn't know her true potential. I am glad she's still here, though I'm not sure how Farah is still hanging in there. Maybe it's because her part was too small? I can't even imagine what the chat rooms are saying about Aja going home tonight. What did you think about Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth? I feel like they are the best quest directors ever. What? They were like white, middle-class white girls reacting to downtown drag queens for the very first time and loving it. I laughed more at their comments than the queens this week. Be well, Starling. So what are our thoughts on what Starling has to say? You know, Jordan Darling did this last week. What is it with writing us emails about topics they know we're going to talk about? Where they're like, <laughs> hey, they had a lip sync this week. What did you guys think? Aja went home. Did you think she should have gone home? What do you think of their looks? Girl, you better step your <laughs> pussy up on these emails. What? Yeah. What? Do you, yeah. You guys should do a whole segment on what they were wearing on their looks. Taylor, did I you know, know there are drag queens on this show? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what did you guys think of the challenge this week? I thought it was funny. I'm like, yeah, well, we're, we're going to talk about all that. That's what we do on this show. We recap the show. Anyway. Well, okay. Okay, let's let's talk about though. Let's talk about Nina and, yeah. and the queen who doesn't know her true potential. We've seen this in the past. We saw this with Chi Chi. Some would say we definitely saw this with Pearl on her season. Um, adore, um, adore. Yeah. So, so I mean, I think that there is definitely at this point we kind of see Violet Chachki. She knew really? her worth, man. Yeah. No, I think I don't know that. That's I Wait, think that. But she, the point where like she had a bad attitude, remember? And they thought she was a bitch. They hated her. Well, I think everybody in the workroom thought she was a bitch, but did RuPaul ever comment on the fact that she thought she was a bitch? Oh, I don't remember. So, RuPaul seemed to respond not so much to the bitchiness as much as that little that little gay boy sitting looking at fashion magazines all by himself. I think that's the piece of that. If you were using that template, that would be the angle that you would have used for Violet. I think RuPaul has a soft spot for African-American queens who don't feel they're good enough because I feel RuPaul relates to them. And RuPaul has said so much to Nina on the show. Okay. Claudia, you look like you had something you were going to say. Oh, yeah, no, I was thinking of that. I was still sort of stuck on, I was like, Violet Chashki never thought, I feel like she always knew her potential. I think I was thought on that. Oh, um, yeah, Violet Violet Chashki had no self-doubt. Sorry. No self-doubt whatsoever. But um, I see what they're saying about Nina and Chichi Devane. The thing that I'll say is that Chichi Devane had charm galore. And was so, like, owned who she was. That that was her thing. She's like, I'm just this, you know, queen from Louisiana. And I got a, I went down to Party City. You know, and there was... I don't... That didn't send anything like Chi-Chi, so sorry about that. <laughs> um, but I felt like... And I, I love Chi-Chi, but really owned who she was and just kept like, I'm just going to do the best I can. Whereas Nina is just kind of... Like, this conspiracy theory they're out to get me is sort of old and... I feel like I saw Chi-Chi, like, taking in their notes and then really trying on each runway to, like, push it, you know? Mm. And I don't see Nina doing that at all. And I feel like her strength, the makeup, you know, like, when she won, she was the orange peach and stuff, and that was cool. But now I'm a little bored by that. You know, I want to see more. Do that makeup and be in a fierce outfit, you know? 
the, with Chi-Chi, you wanted to root for her. You wanted, you wanted to be a cheerleader for Chi-Chi. With Nina, you don't want that. You don't, you mm-hmm. know, if anything, you're, the week that she came out with the short white, like, kind of crop thing with, with the one mascara, that was my favorite look because it wasn't another one of these damn face paintings. Yeah. Where we're painting teeth on our lips and all that. Guy. No, do fucking something different. You want Claudia? You brought up a really good point. She won that first. She won that first challenge like that, or she was praised for that. So that's all she wants to do now through the rest of the of the season. Like she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to move beyond. Whereas Chi Chi definitely wanted to try to take it, like you're saying, taking the notes, try to do things a little bit differently, try to glam it up as much as she could while staying true to herself. Yeah, that, that was a that's a really good point. Another reason I'm mad Nina's still there and beat Aja. If we're gonna, I'm just gonna just keep saying that. Sorry, everybody. Okay. But yeah, those are my thoughts to that. Okay. Uh, we got another email in just under the wire from Thurston in the UK. Thurston writes, "Hey, Rucappers, looking forward to the latest podcast. This episode was the best this season. For me, we saw some personality from the contestants. We saw guest judges who were fierce and funny." I loved Mummy Rue's look. Mummy instead of Mommy, because he's from the UK, and I love that. <laughs> the lip sync song was a classic. The episode was beautiful, and it was perfect. It stoned its own tights. <laughs> Things are not that okay, though. Enough with the social awareness after-school special realness. Enough with Valentina. Joe is correct. The editors have it bad for this queen. Did we see her in Untuck this week? She seems so entitled and extra. Keep up the good work, boys. As a Patreon, I now own you. Well, $5 of you, which is cheaper as I am in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> Thurston. Um, let, let's speak a little bit to the uh, the social awareness after school special realness of this. We talked a little bit about that with Mirror Moment, but I think that we have repeatedly seen this we have this recurring theme of they are very aware. They are very much Schrodinger's cats where they are aware of what's going on around them. And as a result, we are not seeing genuineness with the exception of possibly Rutuk when they kind of are letting their hair down a little bit and, and allowing that little bit of realness. It's, it's, it, it is frustrating to watch that this season. Claudia, what are your thoughts? I think that it has now just become a part of the show and that, I think, I mean, maybe because it was different when it was on Logo, it felt very much like our audience, especially to young, gay, now, you know, trans teens and whatever, and we're going to show that people have hard times and look where they are now and it's coming together. So I sort of feel that it's a part of the show that I accept because I think at the end run, it actually reaches people and there's positivity out of it for watching it now. And I live in Los Angeles and everything. I'm like, yeah, 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 everything's fine. But I think for maybe a kid watching you know, in a small town in a rural area that those um, social awareness things are important. But I see what Thurston is saying. And I would agree with you that I think that they have talked about things, especially over the history of the show. There have been things that have happened with different, with different Queens that where they talk about stuff this season in particular, it feels very, who can have the saddest story of the week where they're all kind of fighting for that moment where it feels very producer um, feels very produced versus an organic moment. And that's, that's frustrating because I want to, I want to have real moments with these contestants. And I understand the irony of saying that about a reality show, but 
I want to feel like I'm getting to know the real them versus this producer manufactured character that they're that they're showing. And I think it was harder because sometimes that everyone's experience has been very not that they aren't personal, but more about dealing with either coming out or having their family accept them or finding drag and all this kind of stuff. And this year we've really ratcheted up to like mass cancer deaths, uh, the massacre in Orlando. And mm. then, you know, so they definitely sort of, uh, I mean, I guess the best, the most real was peppermint, but then I heard from you guys that she was already out and known to be transgender in New York. So it wasn't that much of a reel, but I get it for television. It's a big reveal, but that was the only one that felt maybe more authentic to me than we are now going to talk about, you know, the, um, nightclub and or pulse. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, so I see what you're saying. It, it feels heightened. Somehow. Yeah. I would say peppermint would have the most, the two most, I don't want to say genuine cause that sounds really shitty, but between that and the being beat up in high school and the support that she received from, yeah, from like I think that was one of the first episodes you talked about that. Those are the two, those are the two that resonated the most with me because even the Pulse massacre, it felt like there were people that were doing the whole oh I was supposed to be there that night but I went rather than you know saying I, I went lost to Florida. This many friends. Yeah, yeah. I was in Orlando in like 1991 and it was like right. a really crazy time. <laughs> yeah, like there was a lot of like attaching yourself to a tragedy so you can be a part of the yeah. yeah. So Joe, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Well, that concludes another episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Special thanks to Claudia Maitland-Harris for joining us today. This was a lot of fun, Claudia. Oh, my God. Thanks so much for having me. I feel like I kept jumping into it. I was like, ah, no, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, I want no. to talk about that, too. Oh, Thank you for having me. Wait till you hear the me. edited version where that doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> people are not going to know what the hell you're talking about. Now, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about was you started an organization called We For She. Can you tell right. us a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, we For She.org. Uh, there are four of us. It's nonprofit, and it's working to create practical ways to create gender parity or gender balanced television. So primarily women, but also for diversity in television for writers and directors. So female writers and female directors. And uh, if you go to our website, weforshe.org, you can check it out. But um, we really are trying to help female writers and directors just the numbers and statistics for diversity in the writers' room or directing episodes of televisions are pretty paltry, and so mm-hmm. um, we're trying to get these women jobs. Like as we keep going, we're so sick of like women taking brunches and luncheons or having like galas to talk about it or symposiums. We're like, let's get jobs. So uh, we have two programs that deal with uh, writers and directors, and uh, so far we're doing pretty good. All right. Well, look, if you're if you're a female writer or director out there, you should definitely go to weforshe.org where you can learn more about Claudia and the amazing work she's doing. Well, for Claudia Maitland-Harris and Taylor Maitland-Harris and myself, sashay away until next week. Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Help the show out. Leave us a review on iTunes. It really works. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap and follow us on Twitter at dragracerecap. 
To find all of our old episodes, visit our website at DragRaceRecap.com. Taylor has his own podcast. It's called Pod Is My Copilot, and you can find it at PodIsMyCopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor on Instagram at PIMCTaylor and on Twitter at PIMCTaylor. Want to hear me talk about Drag Race even more? Well, then listen to me on One on One with Larry Flick every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, exclusively on Entertainment Weekly Radio, Channel 105 on Sirius XM Radio. You can also find me on my other podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe, available at cupodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Instagram at JoeBatanz or on Twitter at JoeBatanz. If, for some reason, you would like to know what I'm eating, you can also follow my food Instagram at HungryChola. Fifi, I tried to hug you, though. You know what? It's always okay to make mistakes and just know that you can always grow from them. It's never the end. You can always start over. Love you all. Fifi O'Hara. Jump in a car. <laughs> <laughs>